What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 139 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, and I'm sitting with Matt Deitch. Matt, what's going on? Oh, uh, just thinking about all the dirt bags out there listening right thinking now. About all the dirt bags. All the dirt bags. They keep calling us dirt like dirt bags online, and they're you're the dirt king. Bags. You're king dirt bag. I'm right. Captain Dirtbag. <laughs> I think that's I think that's that's how it works. Colonel Dirtbag or something. What's Ramrod? Ramrod Sergeant isn't is, is he, he like, a Sergeant Dirtbag? I, he might be. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what he is. I his mean, rank he, is. I know what his rank is he, to us, but yeah, Pipsqueak. <laughs> uh, no. Do 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 do. Episode one thirty nine. Episode one thirty nine. Golly, I kind of. I got thinking about Ramrod wearing capri pants and proposing and whatnot, and I just, I, I, I don't know. I kind of, I, I, I don't know. It's almost social suicide to get onto a podcast and talk about how one of your good buddies wore capri pants while he was proposing to his hussy. Right. And I, oh man, like I, he had tighter pants than she did, and that just that isn't right. I guess that I guess that's just the world we're living in right now. You know dang well that there was somebody else on that pier that's like, oh, that kid lost a bet. He <laughs> lost a bet. She, she's gonna lose her life. <laughs> What's he? Is he gonna wait out into the water? Yeah, that his, his, his pants are rolled up a little bit. Is he gonna wait out there a little ways? So, so I'm asking him. I'm like, Ramrod, what the? What are you doing? What were you wearing? And uh, he he's telling me, he's like, well, you know, like on the movie Grease, like, you know, back in the old days, like those guys would like roll up the bottom of their pants. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, yeah, I guess, I guess you know, like but... whatever. But uh, apparently uh, Ivy, Ivy uh, is, is Ramrod's now fiance, uh, who is actually just a spectacular girl. But um, Ivy show, I, Ivy's a... a elementary art teacher yep. and she showed a bunch of the first graders a picture <laughs> of, right. of her and ramsey after they got engaged and uh, apparently one of the first graders was like that guy looks like elvis, elvis presley, presley. <laughs> so, his so, hair kind of all got done up like that so apparently all the first graders in brandon south dakota now think that mrs s miss s i should say uh is uh is getting married to elvis and uh uh first graders i am sorry but this guy is way less cool than elvis <laughs> hair might be as greasy as elvis's hair but he's <laughs> that's true <laughs> that is true nope so uh no uh we'll, we'll be done we'll be done uh giving you hell now ramrod uh you know we've had two episodes now to uh uh flippy the business but you know in the last episode uh, I told some people, I'm like, hey, add Dusty Ramsey and, and go and check out these pictures because, I mean, they're they're hilarious. He came over to me and he's like, dude, <laughs> he's like, I have literally had a bunch of people add me on Facebook. And I'm like, ah, you got to be kidding me. And he's like, no, dude, I'm dead serious. So he did. I, I don't know what the final count was. but uh, Ho- Hopefully they had mutual friends and they just weren't like going by one name or they were like very attractive women. Yeah, I was going to yeah. send a friend request because if they're doing that, dude, uh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. might want to change that yeah. password. Those aren't podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah. well, they could be. <laughs> yep, I, I will say, guys, uh, I've, we've we've got to say thank you for all the listeners. Um, it's actually been incredible the last couple months. Uh, you know, we 
we, we've said this before, but when me and Matt started this whole entire deal, you know, it was like, man, if we could get 50 people to listen to the, you know, one of these episodes, like that'd be pretty cool. And, you know, we blew by that in the first one and, you know, had, had a hundred, you know, couple hundred, whatever. And, you know, then all of a sudden we hit 500 and it was like, wow, you know, like, man, that is cool. And, and, and then we started getting into the thousands and I don't know, guys, like it, it's still, it, it's still pretty incredible that, uh, just a couple of fricking morons sitting in my basement with a bunch of stuff that we bought on Amazon. Like we, we literally watched YouTube videos trying to figure out how to hook this crap up. Like, I mean, I downloaded probably like, probably got a virus on my computer when I downloaded this goofball sound recorder. Like, I, I don't know. It's probably illegal that I even downloaded this deal. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> didn't say it was illegal, but, uh, you know, whatever guys, True, truthfully, you know, I'm going to say it again. I, I know I'm speaking for Matt here. Thank you guys um, for for listening. It, it's it's really truly uh, pretty awesome, pretty incredible. And uh, yeah, if you if you want to if you want to help us out in in any way, you know, obviously this is free to listen to. But uh, if you want to pay us in any way, uh, hit the subscribe button. And uh, if your uh, if your platform has uh, gives you the opportunity to leave a review or anything like that, please do it. That, uh, that, uh, helps us out a lot. And, uh, yeah. Whatever. Tell your friends about us. Yep. And I like the interaction that all the dirt bags have with us, you know, getting all the messages from yeah, them. And yep, it's exactly. Kinda, it's kind of fun to get those random messages throughout the day. Every once in a while, whether it be a fishing question, a question about wings. I mean, just, just kind of randomly getting them. It's kind of, it's always fun. And, you know, I feel like you and I do a pretty good job of, you know, responding back and interacting with them. Right. I, mean, I, I, I make a, an, an absolute attempt to, to write back to everybody that, that messages the page. And, and I know people message you personally and, right. and there's people that message me personally. Um, it's always speaking, fun to hear about all your stories and everything like that too. Absolutely. Speaking of, uh, of a message, I think one of our, uh, listeners sent us a message, uh, Last week, after he heard that uh, we put it out there that Matt was going to be traveling over to Lacrosse and then to Cranfest yep. uh, over in Wisconsin, the streak is still alive, guys. As of today, one hundred and one bass days in a row. Yep, uh, bass a day, one hundred and one. Um, and our uh, our listener, Ryan Wolf. Yep. Uh, actually sent us a message and, and he said, Hey, was just listening to it. Uh, I, I think Ryan lives out somewhere by where Cranfest was. And yeah, he right said, Hey, Toma, I believe I got a lake, uh, Lake Toma in Wisconsin. Matt, tell us about it. Yeah, it was, it you was, leaned on him. I did. It was a lot of fun. I went there and he kind of gave me some tips. I also got to give a little shout out to Jeremiah Shaver from over there. He, I reached out to him on Facebook because some of the people in Minnesota Bassheads said, talk to him and. He gave me a few pointers on that lake too, and uh, yeah, I went in the area where Ryan told me to go, and I caught, <laughs> right away I caught a little one. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, I don't That's care. 100. That's I don't 100. care." There are some guys fishing on the bank, and I kind of think that they were like, "Man, that dude kind of got a little excited over, you know, over <laughs> he took a one a picture with it." That was like a five-inch largemouth, and he took a picture with it, and he seemed really excited about it. So, but no, it was it was fun, and then uh. I walked around. It's a very like shore friendly. There's a little walking trail right around the lake that you can jump right off of and fish on the lake. How, uh, how big of a lake are we talking here? It's it's not really big. I didn't look at the acres of it, but I mean you can see the whole lake from from where from you're standing. But I mean there's a couple boat landings on it, so I mean you can tool around on there. There was one boat out there moving around, and apparently it's full of bass and 
northerns and uh, some panfish, good panfish fishing in there. But uh, did you catch all bass or did you I get caught a all bass? Okay. Nope, I caught okay. all bass. I saw some guys catch some like little bluegills, and somebody said that they had saw a crappie come up and hit one of their lures. But yeah, I walked around and started throwing a spinner. I caught the first one on a little Ned rig because I was like, you know, if anything's going to catch them, big or small, the it's going to be Deadly Nedley. I caught the first one on that, and then I started walking around and uh, started throwing a spinnerbait around, and yeah, started hammering them pretty good, and you know, got a little bass them. You can't argue with that. Uh, yeah, caught quite a few. Nothing like real big. They're all probably like pound, two pound fish, but it was it was fun to do it. And uh, over there in Wisconsin, got a one day license. And yeah. how much was that? Ten dollars. Ten bucks for a one day license. That's, that it. Wisconsin. I've said this like a long time ago, but. Like, Wisconsin does something really cool for, like, the first-time license buyer, non-resident license buyer. The first one, you get to actually buy it at the same price as a resident's license. Really? And then after that, you know, obviously yep, yep. you pay for, you know, then the next time you go over there to buy a license, it goes up. But it's kind of a cool little incentive to get people to come over there. And, and their prices aren't, I mean, crazy high. I think it was, like, 40 or 50 bucks for, like, a season license. So It's kind of like if a beef jerky outlet or, like, a bakery – with standing outside, oh, like right. giving free, free samples. samples. <laughs> I mean, and that's what you know. We were at Cranfest, so it's exactly what Cranfest is like. Tell, I mean, tell me know. what Cranfest is all about. Cr- well, we went out there for Cranfest. Where, where is Cranfest? Warren's, Warren's Wisconsin. It's Warren's like, Wisconsin. It's like a, thing. I feel like Charlie Barron's was born in Warren's. <laughs> it's it's a very small town. It's probably about like two hundred and fifty people. But like okay, on this, okay. on this day, there's like over a hundred thousand people. No, hundred thousand. Wow, yeah. it, it, it's crazy. Now this year, obviously, was. There wasn't as many vendors as there has been in years past, and it seemed like the crowd was a little smaller, which, you know, you were expecting that. But, uh, no, it's uh, everything cran- cranberries. It's just kind of like a um, craft festival, too. I mean, there's a lot of great food. Uh, you just kind of walk up and down, and they got aisles of different types of arts and craft like type things. baked goods and wines. And- yeah, baked goods and, you know, like – stuff for decorations outside a lot of fall decorations christmas decorations just you know yard things like that so i mean and then they got some really kick-ass t-shirts i saw that (laughs) holy moly i mean there was a bunch of them it was hard to it was hard to like decide which one i wanted to get you don't have any kids right now but (laughs) i don't know the first time you wear those shirts i hate to see what's gonna happen nine months after that (laughs) holy moly no it was i got one with a you know pretty badass american eagle flying landing with the talons down with a big american flag mount and you know what the crazy thing is on the drive home saw tons of bald eagles of course you did it's, it's a sign and i know it's like yeah of course I freedom should, is in the air i should have really wore that t-shirt for my 100th day of oh my fishing. gosh i know i lightning would have hit i know and then the other one is pretty cool it's got like a lion on it and a couple lions <laughs> on it right. so I i'm gonna wear that to school sometime oh yeah but i mean it's just fun walking around there and like finding little like little finds like that i mean obviously they got like sports clothing and all that stuff i mean enough green bay packer and wisconsin badger stuff to, speaking of green bay packers that was i that, mean right you I'm, never I, you never leave time with for aaron Rodgers on the aaron Rodgers, tom brady guys like that you want to score when the clock is hitting zero don't give thir- them an opportunity 37 seconds is 38 seconds too much for right. those dudes like that i i you know i'm not a green bay packers fan like i don't hate them like they're just they are what they are but uh 
that that was really pretty incredible. So shout out to all you guys out there in Wisconsin <laughs> that. Uh, but uh, back back to Cranfest. Did you see anything fishing themed oh, as yeah. you're walking through Cranfest? Tell me about oh, it. Oh yeah, you... they have some fishing decorations there sometimes. Like uh, cranberry lures or like what? Do, what do we? <laughs> no, it's just like like metal like figurines to okay, put in okay. your garden out front. I mean, we've bought. In the past, we've got trinkets, like a walleye. Trinkets, yeah. I think, is the word you're looking for. Um, we've also got like you know a lot of signs for your houses to hang up. And Welcome to the Deitches with a walleye. Right. And... Oh, with a bass jumping. Yeah, right. That's right, what ours right. is when you come up to the house. But uh, do they grow? Like they'll make them right is there. Is Warren's, for... Wisconsin? Like I mean, I think is that the where ocean they spray. farm. Yeah. They, okay. So the I ocean mean, spray is. I, like I don't know that I've ocean ever spray been has... to that area, and well, I. I know for a fact that I've never been to that area. And There's cranberry bogs it's all bogs. over. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, you can go on tours of them and stuff like that. And when you're driving around, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a cranberry bog. And what they do when it's time to harvest them, from the best I can do it, I'm probably wrong here, but you know I they just make they, it up, fake it, they you make it. They they flood them out, and then the cranberries float up top of these bogs, and they go out there. And they so just that's kinda, not year round. It's not like an right. aquatic plant. No, it's, oh, okay. there's like a, they grew a growing season and then they harvest them cause they float and stuff, but mm-hmm. it, it's really cool. You can go out there. I mean, you can pay 10 bucks if you want and put waders on and go stand in a little pool of cranberries that they have there floating and look like you're actually out in one of the bogs. But, uh, I've never done that, but we were walking by and I asked Emily, I was like, how much would you give me if I just full on went and did a belly flop right into that? <laughs> it was kind of chilly that day. So I don't know, but you know, the food, the best part is the food. I mean, there's just tons of food vendors. And I mean, I think I probably put on 20 pounds just, I mean, as much, we walked probably about seven miles, but the amount of the intake of food that I have, I mean, I ain't mad at it, but no, I wouldn't be mad. Cause you put on 20 and I think I still got you by a hundred. <laughs> So, I mean, it, it, Still it, got you. it's a fun time. I mean, you find some cool stuff, some neat little finds. And, you know, there's there's a couple booths every year that have some fishing tackle yep. there that you can kind of walk through and check out. I mean, nothing ever where there's, like, old lures or anything like that. That okay. would be kind of cool to say. But, yeah, we went there, and that's what we did. And uh, on the way back that day, we swung into Toma and got to wet a line and catch bass number 99 and that one was actually the one i was kind of worried about the most but actually it was probably one of the easiest ones to catch over the last week yeah because here in the river since like it came up just a little ways where it was kind of tough to fish and we got that little cold snap in there and it i think that that affected the fish here in the river and i'd go down there early in the mornings after you know i got done working out i quick run down the river before i had to head to school and there's there's a few mornings i didn't catch them yep and it was just like you you texted me the day that you were heading for wisconsin right and you said like dude 98 was the one i I was worried about you said i did i did not catch it this morning i didn't even have a bite and and you had to take off right when you got out of work right to take off for for wisconsin right and lucky And, and lucky enough for me i had a i had you know on my lunch break that day i quick ran down there and uh first cast first right? first cast in there i caught one i hooked into it and i was like oh god stay on there and i was able to flip it in so i the, that only like took me five minutes so i was like Whew, all right yeah take the picture and you know the, kind of a huge weight was lifted off and as far as like going to like lake toma and fishing there it was kind of nice like i was a little worried with the mississippi river like where where am i gonna go i had a lot of people reach out and kind of give some spots where to where to target and stuff like that but it was just like man i'm gonna have to drive to these spots and i don't know how to get there and all that where it's like lake toma it's just like it's a lake it's right there you can pull up and fish on the shore which you know is 
kind of easier than what I was expecting with uh, the river. But yeah, I was able to get it done. And then we got home on Sunday and I quick ran down to the river and then first cast on that one, I got, Bingo. I got a hundred and there was nobody down there. <laughs> so it was kind of, it's kind of like I was pumped and it was just like, I, I was like, Where's, where's my where's, cheering section? Where, where's all the people shooting off the fireworks? And where's the, all the confetti at? And where's everybody saying that's awesome and cheering me on? And it's like, all right. But snap then you the put picture. it on Facebook. Right. And- I snapped the picture and then I sent it to everybody on, on the Snapchat story. Everybody's been, everybody that's been following me on Snapchat for the last hundred days is probably getting sick, sick of seeing fish, but. I'll I mean, piss on them. <laughs> but yeah, then I made that little collage online of like, it wasn't all 100 of them. I, yeah, I don't I know think if you, I have yeah, a day. Yeah, you 100. probably got 50 or 60 of them on right. there or something so, like that. But then you got people like Craig Euler that write things like, just think how rewarding that would be if it was a real fish. Right, and I know. Can you imagine 11 freaking morons actually liked that? <laughs> 11 of them. Yeah, well, I know. On top of that, then, what? where's Bryce Nielsen? That oh, dirt, Bryce. That freaking dirtbag was mouthing off. We call him Prince Dirtbag. <laughs> Prince princess princess dirtbag princess uh, little God, miss dirtbag there it is nice job <laughs> nice job on a not that impressive accomplishment <laughs> bass or stupid <laughs> that's a good one that is a good one no that that uh that's pretty awesome you know you you were talking about uh lake toma there or, or whatever you made it sound like it's actually more of a pond now i'd say it's probably about like lake pahoya for us if oh it is know. okay okay i mean okay. it's so I mean, like i said it's got i mean and you can run your boats around on there it's not like it's, it's a boat so lake lux- right okay yep. okay so quite quite a while ago one time uh i was listening to the meat eater podcast and i know i brought this up here on this show what the difference between a creek and a crick is and a crick has tires in it and that's <laughs> that's that's what they decided on the meat eater podcast so uh today uh, after work, me and Ramrod and uh, um, my brother Eric actually went out to uh, look at a at a creek. Actually, yeah, it is a creek. It is a creek. We decided it was a creek because we couldn't see any tires. But uh, um, it had a beaver dam on it, and, and, and it kind of flooded up. And we this Saturday, um, I think it's a Saturday, uh, we, what we were doing is we were going out there to decide if there could possibly be some ducks, ducks. landing in, right. in this, uh, you know, this settled settled down area of the creek. And uh, so we kind of got to talking, what's the difference between a pond and a swamp? My, my brother thinks that a pond and a swamp are the same, are oh, the same no. thing. And I told him, I'm like, a pond has a defined edge. Yep. Like you can walk up to it and see the defined edge. A swamp, like if you're standing 20 yards away and you look at it, you can't tell where where water ends and where, ground starts. Like I mean, where you're going to be shoulder deep in wa- the next step, you could be shoulder deep in water, or you could be on solid ground. Exactly. I mean, this goes from I could be wearing Crocs to holy moly, I need waders. Like right. skip right over the hip boots. Yep. That's a swamp. Yep. That's a swamp. I don't know. I'd Would just, it be a swamp or a marsh? Ooh. Are there are there swamps in? Is there a uh, difference the upper, between in, a swamp and in, a marsh in, in the Upper Midwest? Is it a swamp or is it a marsh? Where do you think a marsh is? I think I think a marsh. I think a marsh is like kind of a wetland. So I think like that's like the upper Midwest. I think people down south 
have the swamps. Ga- right? It's got to have an alligator. It's got to have an alligator. If it, if it have don't an have an alligator, it's not I mean, a swamp. Right. I mean, if the Florida Gators. So we have marshes swamp, up here? That's what I would say. Like, or is I it never, a wetland? I always say a marsh. A or marsh. wetland. Yeah, something like that. So, so. like, so like if you're going to. If you're if you're looking, what's a slough? A slough. There we go. That's that's definitely a northern term. The, a slough is a slough is, is just like a waterway that's flooded out. Is what I'd say a slough is. Huh. That's a good one. We kind of got onto it, like on something here. I I want to know, like what what do what do people up here? Uh, you know, I mean, this if, if you're if like, you're kind of talking about a swampy area. I feel like a slough has fish in it. I think that, like, northern... you think a slough has fish in it? Yes, you do. Yes, like a slough is a part of a lake. That right, that's, yep. that's the really really shallow part, kind of like a bay of a lake. It's like a slough. Look it up once. What's a slough? And then I guess they do have swamps up in northern Minnesota. That what you can consider no, they a don't. swamp? No, they don't. <laughs> they got they got marshes. A slough. <laughs> okay. We're in trouble here. A slough, noun, number one definition, a swamp. A, sw- <laughs> a swamp. <laughs> what, what was the other one that we what, said? A marsh. Marsh. What is what is what is uh in the encyclopedia even? Know? A marsh. The, yeah, I mean the dictionary. For Pete's sakes, I mean we're putting a lot of trust in someone who probably doesn't fish. Right. But uh, a marsh is an area of low-lying land which is flooded in wet seasons or at high tide, and typically remains waterlogged at all times. So, I I would say a marsh. Well, they said high tide. We don't have the ocean even. I mean. You can't really? get any farther away from an ocean than than the tri-state area here. Slough is definitely a, a term you hear up here all the time. Yeah, I, w- I would say I would say a slough is if it hasn't had alligators in it. Right. A swamp is if it, it has. has that. Yep. That's def- that's our definition of it. That's the truth. Right. It's the truth, and I mean, you can take it to the bank. You know, we'll get called out by it, and you know who will call us out by it. So. It's yeah. A, it's almost like if it's the metro area or not the metro. So. Yeah. Well. I think we all know the answer to that, Mister Big Shot Mockintune. But uh, okay, okay, I, I think we solved most of the most of the world's problems on that one. NWT uh, National Walleye Tour uh, is officially over now for the 2021 season, and a guest that right. we had on two weeks ago, AOI champ. It's it's kind of like science. It's like you come on here and we interview you, and you're running for Angler of the Year. Guess what? You're gonna crack them. You're you're gonna get them. And he finished in the top ten. Yep. So fin- finished in the top ten. What did he end up in fifth? Something like that. Of his, the tournament. His uh, uh, teammate ended up in first. Uh, Eric McCoy. McCoy. Yeah. It's not MacGyver. <laughs> McCoy, I think, uh, was the champ. Uh, and. Second place in angler of the, or first place in angler of the year on the co angler side. Have you been looking into this McKeever Dahlberg at yeah, all? Yeah, he kind of seems like he's, he's a young right. buck from Montana and he's got curly hair and, and he just kind of name like that, too. Right. You you don't get to have the name McKeever Dahlberg and like just be average in right. life, right? Like it's kind of like you do is gonna right, like yeah, like there's certain people that just end up doing spectacular things because they have crazy names like. McKeever Dahlberg, Scott Sturman, uh, 
that's the two that I that come <laughs> to mind right away when I'm thinking there. That <laughs> just kind of jumps right in there when you when, think about it. When you type in big names on the Google search, McGeever Dahlberg, Scott Sturman. Yep. That's that's the that's the two first. That's the that's that's, that's the, the only two names I ever Google search. So right, right. I mean, I don't know other ones. So nope. But uh, no, that was pretty awesome up there on Otter Tail Lake. Uh, we we obviously we had Drake Hurd on a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that one, uh, you should go back there and listen to it because uh, he's basically solidified himself as the uh, the best walleye angler of twenty twenty one. I hope he got himself a nice mushroom Swiss burger after that. Oh, I he hope, did. And I hope the guys at the shop bought him donuts. I hope they didn't make him bring in the donuts after. No, after when? No, that. they. I think I think the guys supply the donuts when you win it. You like can you know there there's one thing about it like on the on the Bassmaster uh series, you know, you're competing with uh MLF and and you know uh you know the Big 5, you know MPFL whatever. I mean, is it fair to say that the National Walleye Tour is the pinnacle of competitive walleye fishing? I would say so. I mean, is there is there another one that's even not like, like not close like with that many anglers that go into it. I mean like some of those like AIM yeah, the series AIMs and yeah and the you know, like the MWC is is pretty popular in the Midwest and stuff like that. But I got to say the NWT is probably like the pinnacle of walleye fishing. So I mean Drake Hurd can can legitimately say I I was the best walleye tournament walleye fisherman for 2021. Yep. You know like Seth Fighter can say. I was the best bass fisherman for 2021 and Jacob Wheeler can say not so fast, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, right. Exactly. What, like, there's mean, a lot of people that would be like, well, I don't know about that. Right. Like, with the bass part of it. I mean, Drake Hurd can legitimately say that. And, and I don't know that anyone truly has a leg to stand on. I think that it's pretty, I think it's pretty darn cool that both in one of the top associations in bass fishing that, and walleye fishing were won by Minnesota anglers this year. Guys, I'm we we've talked about it. We've talked about it. But I mean, this area of the Midwest, you know, the Dakotas, Minnesota, uh Wisconsin, I don't know. I'd like to throw Iowa in there, but I don't know that we're really holding our weight, you know, in competitive in competitive uh fishing, but I mean, especially Minnesota, like dude, that there's, I mean, there's some sticks. Absolutely, I really, I really feel like there's going to be some dudes coming up here that people don't know about that people are going to know really fast. Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys in the upper Midwest that are making major waves in the tournament fishing scene. Both bass, obviously walleye up here, but you know, bass too. So, I mean, when you get right down to it, I, I would say that people from right up here in the Midwest probably truly make up less than five percent of competitive bass fit i mean right it's a southern sport right. i is. mean make no bones about it but we just had josh douglas qualify oh, for the Bassmaster elite series yeah i mean austin felix bob downey uh oh god dang it who, who did we interview from wisconsin caleb caleb Coopfall. Oh. i mean guys like the dudes from right up here are freaking hammering them. Right. I mean, Seth Fighter, AOI, like, uh, I think, I mean, I, you I, look I, across the opens and that Andy Rebar, Denny Fiedler, like, right. Uh, Greg Mansfield, and Joel Willer. one on open this year. So, I, yep. mean, I, I mean, mean, 
and places they're winning all over the place not just like the when they come to the northern fisheries they're competing with down south i mean josh qualified through the southern open so right, i mean that's right. telling you something like how i just how is what what think, is it i don't know i think that a lot of people from up here in the upper midwest when it comes to fishing like that are i think they're used to having to change things up and adapt sometimes i think they're used to fishing the extreme cold water and the extreme warm water so they kind of like you know they're pretty well rounded i think sometimes you get those guys from the south that you know that just are are good at this yep you know and like when the water hits a certain temp you know you got guys that are good down there when it gets cold but some of them guys are just like i'm not even going when it's you know when it's this cold you know, I, I think that might have something to do with it. I don't know. Is if it it's, electronics? I mean, are, are the guys up here so much better at electronics? I don't think I, it's just. I don't. I don't think it's just that. I think that. I think all those guys at that level are really good, like knowing everything about the electronics and just being in tune with stuff. I don't know. I just think that. I think that there's kind of like a chip on the guys from the north shoulders that like they go down south and people just don't think that. You know, I think that they're like, I want to go down there and I want to prove these guys wrong. And they're starting to do that. But you see it with some of the southern guys, too, that are starting to have some success up here at the northern fisheries. And when they go to the smallmouth lake, some of those guys are starting to kind of figure it out a little bit. But you still, I mean, I don't know. I, I was watching some of the stuff on Seth Fighter on his angler. The, he was talking about his angler of the year on Wired to Fish, I believe it was. Yep. And he was talking about how he just, he fished with confidence this year. He just, and it. In the in the baits that he knew produced, right. And I think a lot of times, us as fishermen, sometimes like especially if you're fishing tournaments, you can get in your own head. You start listening to this. Oh, I should be doing this in the conditions. I should be doing that. And sometimes it's like, you know what, dude? You know what? Pick up the thing that you have the most confidence in and fish that thing. Yep. You know it's caught you tons of fish before. Fish it. Now that doesn't mean that you know if it's not working that you shouldn't try something else. But sometimes we think that we got to, like, jump on the new, like, everybody's throwing this, so I have to throw that. Everybody's doing this, so I have to do that. Just just do you. Be yep. you, you know? There's probably a lot of truth to that. I think one of the other things, like, when you think about uh, Wisconsin and, and Minnesota and whatnot, I mean, A, you you got places like Mille Lacs and, and whatnot where you can go out there and, and really fine-tune your smallmouth fishing, uh, you know, you yeah, I mean, exactly that. I mean, you get used to fishing for smallmouth. Uh, you know, you, you probably have confidence in fishing for smallmouth, just like you just said. You know, you got your baits that you feel confident in. So when you go up there to the St. Lawrence River and, and other stuff like that, you're ready. But also in Minnesota, you can have the sloughy, swampy, marshy area, yep. you know, that you go and you flip for largemouth, you know, up in reeds and, and you know, whatever like you're down in freaking Alabama or Louisiana, you know, I mean, yep. I, I think that there's such a, you know, Seth fighter flat out says he thinks he's the best grass fisherman in the world. Right. And he learned how to fish grass up in Minnesota. That's right. You know, I, I don't know. I think it may, maybe that's what it is. Places like Minnesota and Wisconsin and probably even here in Iowa offer such diverse, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. You know, the farther up north in Minnesota you get, you get a lot of rocks and, yeah. and you know, whatever. I, I think that's maybe what has to do with it, but uh, you know I, what? I don't you, know. You wanna, it's no secret. I mean, these dudes are hammering them. You want to know what I think another big factor is? As much as they hate it, is ice. 
I think for them not being able to fish for a few months out of each year gives them time to recharge their batteries, gives them time to, you know, do a Backstar lot of research. Batteries? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> They're lithium batteries. Yeah, right, know. right. Um, it gives them time. Sometimes time away from it can yeah. help you. It makes you that desire burn more. I think sometimes up here, you know, like, you know, it's starting to come now. I mean, like a lot of people are like, we only have like a month of you know, open water fishing left. And so they're out there grinding it and stuff like that. I mean, if these guys didn't like it so much, then they just moved down South. Like if they wanted to bass fish all year round, they moved down South or sometimes and some of them do. And some of them, <laughs> yep. but you know, some of those guys, they end up going down there and, you know, for a few weeks just to get that, it, yep. you know, scratch yep. that itch and stuff like that. But I really think sometimes time away from something kind of gives you that burning desire. I mean, we all look forward to ice fishing because, you know, we ice fish, so we get out there, we ice fish to pass, you know, to pass it through and stuff like that. But when open water starts getting here, it's like you get excited for it. It's like, all right, it's open water season, you know. Just like now, like the hardcore ice fishermen are like, okay, you know, our time's coming here. You know, it's it's only a month away for some of us. It's you know a couple months away from some of us. So you know they're getting fired up, and I just think right. I just think sometimes. I, Sometimes being away from something you love makes you love it even more and want to do it more and makes you more passionate about it. When, and getting burned out is a real thing. Like, I, I, I've had it before in turkey seasons. Ramrod, I know the last few deer seasons, as much as we've tried to coach him through it, he, he still burns himself out. You know, season opens, and boom, you know, like the first two weeks, you're out there. You All know, the time. And you, know, like five that, nights yeah. out, you know, five nights out of seven. And, you know, luck doesn't doesn't exactly happen you know you're not hunting deer at the best time you know uh you know if, if you're out turkey hunting you know you you go for you know two weeks in a row and every single night you're eating gas gas station cheeseburgers and you're coming home late and you know by the time you get showered up you, you get to go to sleep and go to Wake work up, the next right. day and and uh you know you you burn yourself out and then towards the end of the season when it's the best time to actually be out you're so sick and damn right. tired of it, you know. I I think you're probably right on that too. I, I, I mean, think. I think a guy like you think about a guy like Seth Fighter, he's out there killing ducks right now. Right. Yep. I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, he's out there fishing for bass every once in a while too. But he's able to have that. He can step away from it and do other things, but still have that passion to to go do it. So I mean, I think that sometimes you got to be well balanced, and I think that it just seems like the guys up here are just really really doing it I yep. mean, I, I think you're onto something there matt you you are one of the more uglier human beings that i've ever personally met but i think that this is this is one of those times where where your brain is you know well, I, I just attest it to like youth sports we've talked about this before you know when matt, I it was, was a joke i know it was a joke no i know it was but i'm just saying that <laughs> like growing up Growing up, like for me, anyways, we didn't have like all these different leagues to play in on all this. When it was football season, it was football season. Yep. When it was basketball season, it was basketball season. You know, baseball season, it was baseball season. Now, you know, these kids do it all year round, all year round, all year round. So then they're just like, they get so sick of it. You know, by the time they get to be older, they're not doing it anymore. Right. So I think sometimes being being away it makes you want to do something way more so and i think some of these guys i think that has something to do with it sometimes yep i think you're probably right on that and you know there's awesome i mean the last few years all the different tournament trails in minnesota and up here in the upper midwest i mean there's tournaments all over the place it's become it's just become more popular so you got more guys doing it and you know the information is out there too like 
you don't have to just look at a magazine and like get it. I mean, you it's a touch away. You can get on YouTube. You can just search Google and have all kinds of information out there and start learning all this. Yep. Uh, last, last week, the NWT came out with their uh, schedule for next year for the 2022 season. And, yes, uh, they did screw up and uh, write Prairie Dew Chain, Minnesota. And, uh, <laughs> you know, certain people just had to point that out oh, to right. us. They always do. Uh, whatever. But um, Jason Kaup, uh, a listener of ours from uh, – uh, Jason's from – originally from up here but now he's from down in georgia and uh he brought he brought up a really good point we we wrote i wrote something on uh the post when we wrote that like uh uh god dang it what did i write uh what do you guys think you know yep you know what are your thoughts on there and he said someday they should consider having a tournament in tennessee dale hollow would be a good place and uh you know it's one of those deals like you don't really think about tennessee as a walleye fishing deal but uh Matt, did you know that the uh, the world record walleye is actually from out of Tennessee? It is. So I, I went ahead today and uh, just kind of done done a little digging and uh, found out where a lot of the world record fish were uh, were caught. So we're going to play a little trivia with oh, you right now. Oh, watch out. And uh, so, okay. So, so you're just making fun of my intelligence, and now you want me to do some trivia. Well, I mean, I feel like this is a, a time for me to really showcase how stupid you truly are. All right. I mean, you've Here done this go. podcast with me for 139 <laughs> episodes. If that wasn't enough, <laughs> all right. So uh, uh, I'll give you the first one: uh, a walleye in 1960, uh, 41 inches and a little over 25 pounds on Old Hickory in Tennessee. Old Hickory, which I mean, there is old nothing Hickory. cooler than that. Sounds old like Hickory. a bull. Like I got to who you write? Who do you draw tonight? Old yeah, Hickory. Old Hickory. <laughs> old son. <laughs> If, if you're actually from Tennessee, you don't pronounce the D. No. Old Hickory. Old Hickory. Old Hickory. Old Hickory. That's it. That's it. Uh, the probably ki- not even like Hickory. Like we're saying Hickory. They're probably just Hickory. Hickory. Hickory, old son. Old Hickory. Uh, the Canadian record is uh, 18 pounds, 18.48 pounds uh, up on Tobin Lake. And Tobin Lake, like that just had, I mean, when, when people talk about destinations, they yep. always talk about Tobin. Yep. But, uh. All right, Matt. Pike. Record Pike. I want you to tell me what country the record is from. Country is uh, Norway? Germany. Germany. Lake Griefern in Germany, 55 pounds, one ounce. I had, I caught one just about that big one time. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. So, it was when you were young. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You, yeah, you didn't have a certified scale there, we so did, you let we it just go. Had the old, we just had the old Kodak, you know, cameras that we had to turn in. But doing the, the length girth uh, deal, the right. table, I mean, it's it's basically 56 pounds. So. Right. Yeah. If, if, if my measurements are right, I mean, I had one of my students a while back told me that they were down at the river and he caught a 30-inch, 30 38-inch walleye, so... Really? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, good for him. Man. Right. That's what I Little thought. I was like, know. dude, that's awesome. Little did he know. Uh, all right. So the American record, what what state do you think the American record came from? I'm going to say. You, I don't think you're going to guess this. Michigan. New York. New York. Yeah. What? Was it cut? I thought only Scott Brower came out of New York. So did I. Uh, 46 pounds, two ounces. New York. New York. Uh, the Canadian record in caught in 2008 47 pounds five ounces God, those are big northern huge 
All right, bluegill, Matt. Uh, in 1950, I want you to guess the state. Um, New Mexico. Alabama. Alabama. Get ready for this. Four pounds, 12 ounces. That's ridiculous. Holy moly. That's ridiculous. Like, all of you guys that listen to this, assuming that you're from the upper Midwest or you fish like that, imagine hooking into a fish and pull through the ice, and here comes a four-pound bluegill out of there. Four pounds. Four pounds. What would you do? <laughs> I don't know. Katona Lake, Alabama. Hoofta. All right. Then they call them bream down there. Brim. 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 All right, I don't know how much truth. I mean, there's got to be some truth to it, but uh, this was this one was actually caught and weighed 14 years before I think electricity was actually. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yellow perch. I'm I'm just gonna flat out tell you this because I just can't even. Seven that, pounds. It's not quite that big, but I mean, it's it. That's not out of the question. Four pounds three ounces. Yeah. Four pounds, three ounces. Don Cox caught a two-pound-plus yellow perch out at Cascade, and people were oohing and on about it. This is double that. This is so big. Like I said, caught in 1865, they actually retired the record. And made a new one. And the new record's like two pounds, seven ounces, two pounds, six ounces, or something like that. This went Crosswick Creek, New Jersey. Crosswick Creek, New no Jersey. Tires. It's not Crosswick Creek. Right. I think this is before the automobile. Right. It wasn't eaten up on no good years. Crazy. Crappie, 2018, five pounds, seven ounces. Colorado. Tennessee. 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 Oh, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I'm going to start Th- guessing there's Tennessee more. on everything. Smallmouth bass. Where well, do you think it came from? Dale Hollow. Dale Hollow. Tennessee. 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 11 11 pounds, 15 ounces from 1955. Yep. I've seen that picture. Grass carp. Grass carp. Uh, Tennessee. (laughs) Flint River, Georgia. Flint River, (laughs) Georgia. 78 pounds, 12 ounces. I think that's why Jason moved down there. Oh, for sure, yeah. Georgia. Jason Kaup, yeah. Yeah. He he heard that there was good good grass grass carp. carp. (laughs) Him and a can of corn. Can't keep him away. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) <laughs> I so so here here's the next thing that I want to talk to you about Matt. At what point like w- what is the year cutoff for you that like when you see a record that that you're like right. Like guys, like they, you know, they didn't even have telephones. Right. Like, you know, this this is before the days of a scale that I right. personally Certified. will trust. Right. I mean, you know, I believe that you brought it in to your local bait shop or your local whatever, but I don't know, guys. Right. Well, so, I mean, some of the pictures are, I mean, you, I've seen the pictures and it's like, holy shit, like right. that actually, that is I mean, big. whoa, that's really big. Uh, but it's just like, we've talked about this before, the South Dakota channel catfish thing a few years ago where, you know, they finally, like, they went back and looked at it and determined that it was a blue catfish that, like held the record instead of a channel catfish so they you know vacated that record and opened it up and it was like the state record run like every every week or every other day that the new state record was caught so there was I a deal just a down in texas not that long ago that a bunch of people thought that they had actually caught this the the record smallmouth bass or was it uh 
maybe not smallmouth bass, but spotted bass. And then they ended up finding out that, that it, it was a cross. You right. know, I mean, and, and, you know, they looked like, they looked right. Well, people even over here in Okaboji started thinking that there was a couple winters ago thought that they had caught the state record yellow bass to and it come out, be, it was a hybrid. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it is. I mean, sometimes you wonder like some of these old records if, and I'm sure that maybe they do have somebody that goes back and investigates them and stuff like that. But I mean, what's done is done. You right. Know. It is kind of is what it is. But like when you look at it and think like, wow, like for real, like, is that really true? But then all of a sudden somebody goes out there and catches like a nine plus pound smallmouth bass. And it's just like, I guess it is possible. Well, and I, I mean, I think, to some of these, I mean, I think everything's possible. Right. You talk about, you talk to some of these fishery guys that go out and like net during the year and stuff like that. And some of the things like they see, and it's just like, you know, every once in a while you're talking to them and they're just like, yeah, we netted the lake and there's definitely state, state records. records in there. Yeah, and yep. it's just like, God dang it. I bet you. I mean, so it's just like, wow. I, but like, honestly, like what is, what's the year for you? What's the like, year? For for me personally, I'm like, gonna say 1970 and before. That's what I, I was don't trust say it. Too, right? I don't trust it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if it's and even 70 might be half pushing it. No, I would still trust 70. It's got to be in the colored television era, right? If it if it's if the picture looks like it was from the Wild Wild West, <laughs> it's right. like I question, but it's right. like I I don't know, and like I I don't want to take anything away from from those people that no, that, that caught those. I mean. Uh, like we said, some of the pictures, it's like, mm, yep, that's that's like a big one. Four I, people holding I, it up. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, yep. that thing was big. Yep, when it takes three people to hold up your northern pike, yep, I uh, think I think big. you got her there. But uh, but yeah, for me personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 1970, uh, 70ish. What year did color television come around? I have no idea. Do you suppose like back in the day when they had those pictures and people took them? And they were walking around to their buddies and showing them. Do you think that people were like, oh, yeah, you're long arm in that one, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you hold a little closer to the camera next time? Anything for a couple likes. Jeez, man. 1954 supposed- is the color television era. All right. All right. So it's like anything around that age, I guess. I don't know. When did, like, the Linders start recording their videos and stuff like that? I don't trust anything before that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's the truth. It's the truth. It's like it's like BC and uh, <laughs> 1973 before Linder BL before, before, Linders. before Linder. Is that a record before the Linders started recording or after? I'll I'll tell you something about the Linders. Uh, um, it's Big Al that's that's still live, right? Right. Yep. He's gonna be over uh, here in Northwest Iowa, over like in Sanborn or Hartley for the Total Outdoorsman. Uh, uh, banquet here, awesome. like yeah, like in November, I think, or maybe it's October. Talking about them, their wallers, yeah, them I, wallies. I mean, that's 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 a big get. That's awesome. That's, that's pretty a big, impressive. Yeah, that's so, pretty I mean, cool. if you're if you're in Northwest Iowa and uh, you're half interested, um, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would say it's I don't know if it's on Friday or Saturday night, but uh, I'd say that's worth the drive from anywhere. Yeah, definitely. So, no, okay. No. That's a, that's a good one. I, I've never really thought about that with the records, but yeah, that old, those old pictures. Is... I I don't trust them. I'm telling you, like I, I just uh, and 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 aside from Canada, I, I don't know if I trust any of the European countries neither. <laughs> like I just I, I find it hard to like 
it doesn't seem like those old records where people, I guess people like, I'm sure they come rolling in town with their vehicle and everybody, everybody knew everybody came out and looked at this fish. But back in the day, it was just like, you're catching it to, to eat it. So it was just oh, like, I oh, guarantee this feeding, oh, hell yeah. you know, we're feeding yeah. it. So it's just like, it just amazes me sometimes when they get the pictures of it and all that stuff. So, and who knows, maybe somebody shoved some weights down its throat or something like that. And that's how the official weights got in. Because I'm sure back then they were just like, yeah, it looks good. You know, okay. Yep. 50 pound Northern. Yep. That yeah, looks, Jim, throw it, that's biggie. Throw it on there. Like nobody really cares. It's like. It's they, kind of like the leg lamp in Christmas story. Everybody's like, can't you see he won a major award? <laughs> it's like, don't know what the award ever was, but he won a major award. And that's I'm, what he got. So I've got, I've got a feeling like way back, way back, you know, well, a, that one, hold on. What, what year did I say that was, uh, the perch in 1865, four pounds, three ounces. Like I got this feeling like they had a five pound bag of sugar. And like they put it on like that evening, right. you know, like you know the balance, like yeah, the, the yeah. balancing scale. And it's like okay, a little less than five. five All right, uh, anyone got a four pound bag of flour? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a, you know. Okay, four. So, so your fish eyeballing. weighs the, the same. We it. Yeah, like a four pound bag of flour, one plug of tobacco, and <laughs> and uh, you know. So yeah, we're gonna say, hey, Margaret, how much does your baby weigh? <laughs> Last time we were at the doctor, it was eight pounds. All right, throw it up on the yeah. scale there. We'll see what this thing weighs. <laughs> by damn, by golly, that's an eight-pound fish. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's our I, new record. I just in 1865. Like, I'm sorry, but I mean, we you, you didn't have cars, but even back then, like when you had maybe a, you had cars. I don't when know, you had a fish mounted Pony Express. When you had a fish mounted back in back in those days, it was like going over like like where everybody could see it, like by your front window, like over your living room table and stuff like that now it's just like got to put them in the basement stuff like that there are certain wives that 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 uh you know say yeah no 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 that one there she's going in the living room right oh yeah we're gonna show that i don't have one of those but i've heard they're out there i'm just saying like it's that's kind of like an old thing like that was like when you come walking into somebody's house and all of a sudden be like whoa yep yep let me tell you the story about that forty-eight inch. <laughs> you see that pipe. one there? Yeah, exactly. We were up northern Minnesota one day, and and there's a real had, story, right? That, that goes had a with five it. of diamonds daredevil on, and <laughs> me and your uncle. Yeah, that's how they. <laughs> me and your uncle. Or me and your uncle, or me and your grandpa. Yeah, that's I've heard a lot of those yep. stories. That's uh, if, if if a story ever starts off with. Well, me and your uncle are out. Yeah. That's that. Get listen, ready because that one's listen. about to. That's yeah. about to be a good one. Yeah. Um, Matt, uh, my Facebook feed has been blowing up with musky fishing, musky fishing, musky fishing. That time I've of even year. got a Saint Croix uh, ad that keeps popping up for Saint Croix rods about their new musky rod. I don't. I don't. I haven't. No offense to Saint Croix, like I. I, I truly believe that they make absolutely spectacular rods, possibly the best rods on earth. I don't know where I heard that. <laughs> that's, the, that's their catch line. But uh, whatever, whatever, uh, um, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. No, the musky fishing is, musky that's, fishing that's is, is going. So I got, a, I got a little story that I got a quick tell about musky fishing. So uh, actually on Sunday, um, one of the reasons that we were not able to record on Sunday – uh, my parents called uh, me and my brother up, and, and uh, me and my wife and the kids all went over to Okaboji. My parents uh, uh, have a lake house over there, and they uh, 
wanted us to come over and, and power wash off, you know, patio furniture and basically get the place, you know, not, not necessarily closed up, but uh, ready for winter, you'll say. Uh, took took the jet skis out, uh, did that type of stuff. But um, I was sitting there, and uh, so there's a guide over there in the Okaboji area, uh, has a white Vexus boat, um, pretty pretty recognizable boat uh he's he's had it for sale here the last couple uh um weeks on facebook and so i'm kind of sitting there looking out the window and i see that boat come by and i say to dad i'm like hey you see that boat right there um you you know why why don't you buy me that used fishing boat (laughs) and he's like oh yeah you know and and i'm like yeah just cool ninety five thousand dollars and he's like what like you know fishing boats are that expensive now and i'm like yeah I'm like, well, that one is, you know, not all of them, but that one is. And, you know, we're kind of BSing and he's, you know, asking, well, is it because of electronics and this and that and whatever, you know, $95,000 for a used boat and, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. And uh, he goes, hey, he, my mom's name's Laura. He says, hey, Laura, come over here. She, He said, is that the boat? And my mom says, yep, that's the boat. And uh, my dad says, yesterday when we were sitting out on the deck, uh, uh, looking out at the lake, he said that boat came out right right out on the end of the dock and uh, started casting. And next thing you know, we hear people hooting and hollering and, and going bananas, and they're fighting a fish and fighting a fish and fighting a fish. And finally, they get that thing in, and they hold it up. And my dad's like, man, that thing was huge. So I went on that guide's Facebook page, and, and sure, as, sure enough, you know, uh, he's got a picture, uh, you know, guy – contracted him to go out on a musky on a musky trip and yeah there it is and my my parents like yep that's exactly it you know that one right there you know they could tell by the clothes and and whatever else but uh, i just thought that was kind of a kind of a cool deal you know you 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 scroll through you see posts like that and you know you wonder i wonder where that happened (laughs) i know where that one did so that's pretty cool but uh musky fishing is definitely starting to kick off yep that water temperatures have cooled down enough where a lot of those guys are starting to chase them again and those fish are starting to get more active and feed up for winter time so you know those guys are going to be out there until they're breaking ice and they can't break ice anymore to get them because just as the as the cooler the water gets the better the fishing just keeps getting so now i think uh in a lot of areas you know on the iowa great lakes uh water levels or water temperature uh somewhere in the 60s you know some you know in the low 60s of course we have a couple warm days here but then it's going to start cooling off the nights are cool but you know somewhere in the 60s anywhere i'm sure from the high 60s to the low 60s but in that ballpark what is what is the temperature that that people kind of quit musky fishing for the year yeah usually when they the upper ones are usually around that 80 degrees 80 degrees is kind yeah, of the when cutoff. it starts when it starts getting close to that 80 degrees a lot of those guys stop fishing them because when you do catch one i mean it takes it really stresses them and you know the mortality rate on them is pretty high so yep. and, like, and just the same when it's going back down once it, once it gets below 80 then they'll start then once up again yep then once it gets below 80 degrees and i mean it's not like that the fish aren't active and they're not right feeding, no it's a safety it's, deal for it's the a fish. safety yep. deal because yep. like i said you know those guys they want to be able to release those muskies those trophy sized ones so you know you still see a lot of guys out walleye fishing and all that stuff hook into them you know bass fishing i've had a couple follow in oh yeah yeah and, and, and i mean you'll and you'll hook into them and stuff like that do but, your best and, yep. yep so no it's it, like you said 
lately it seems like there's just been more and more of them. You can tell that they're getting active. And, again, it has to do with the guys fishing them again. It's not right. like they haven't been biting all year. But, yep. uh, yeah, once it gets below that 80 degrees, and especially when it starts creeping down to that low 70s, 60-degree range, that's when it's like, all right, here we go. I, I, I need to get a giant chatterbait. Just I have go, one. A giant chatterbait? Yeah, a muskie no chatterbait. Kidding? You've thrown it before. What? Yeah, you threw it when we were fishing muskies that one day. Really? Yeah. I've never caught a muskie, so I I think I might just go out and whip that bugger around all day long, and, just, and eventually i got to tangle with one. I don't even care if it's going to be I saw Tanner Peterson. Uh, Tanner Peterson got one yesterday, the day before. I don't oh, know right if he on. was up here in the Great Lakes or where he was, but yeah, listener doing the uh, doing the old muskie fishing, so... Matt, I think we're kind of winding down here. Do you got anything else? No, that's about that's what I have for this episode. Yep. Um, Yeah. Hopefully, uh, here and here the next one. uh, uh, Hopefully, we're gonna be rocking out a guest again. But um, yeah, in the meantime, we thought that this would be uh, a good one just for me and Matt to to kind of BS around again. But uh, you got a good news story? Ah. God dang it! I, I don't know. I, I, you know what my good news story is? The fact that you went out and caught one hundred and one today. Yeah, <laughs> I figured. What the heck? You know, I, I, I messaged last night after Matt got a hundred. I we, we've got a we've got a group text called Bass Fishes, and uh, it's actually a group snap deal, and and uh, you know just a lot of fishing, a lot of poking fun of ramrod. Uh, you know, just talking smart. But uh, I, I said last night, I said, what are you going to do tomorrow, Matt? You going for 101 or are you riding off into the sunset? And Matt sent back a picture of, I believe it was Don Cox or a, or a real cowboy riding off into the sunset. And I was thinking, you know, t- this morning we didn't get one. The lunch break we didn't get one. And I'm thinking like, hmm. He's really doing I, I think, it. I think he's really riding Happy up into trails. the sunset. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but then about 6.15 uh, this evening, uh, I saw that I got a snap from Matt, and I thought, you know what? I don't think that's a snap of the grill. I think <laughs> I think that's a snap of a, of a fish, and sure sure enough, it, it was. And, I, you know, I just what, – what are you going to do with your spare time when you're not yanking on bass? Right, I know. I figure it's nice enough out yet that I just keep on doing it. And now you can officially for, say over one hundred, right? You know, I've, I I caught fish get, over a hundred, right? I just wanted to get to that one hundred mark and just don't quit. No, don't I, quit I'll, tomorrow neither. I'll, I'll keep going, but you know, like I was thinking about this, how we talked about it at that football game that one night, and how you guys wanted it to be suspenseful. And I, I'm going to tell you this much right now: there's a few days there that I was kind of cussing out Dan T about, like, like. Yeah, you want to hear about the struggle and stuff like that. And, and don't get me wrong, it, it makes it worthwhile that you got to go out there and fish. And you, I mean, I there's we're far enough into this program right now. I think we've lost all the young kids. Start cussing them out right now, like just just let them have it. Every like, single four letter word you I was got. Just like sob, you know, like holy buckets, dude. You wanted me to struggle, and I was just like, I was like, God, yeah, easy for you to say. I and you know, I talked about it the other day with somebody about like. Do I want to? I'm gonna go. I want to go out on my terms, not just like not catch one, because then it kind of feels like it felt like the, the days leading up to it, it ended up being a failure. Like I failed on the last day to catch one. 
I wanted to kind of. I don't think. I, I just, I I just kind of wanted so. to be I don't like. Think so. No, I know, and that's not what it's. But like in my mind, it was just like, ugh, I did all these days, and then today I couldn't get one. I just kind of wanted it to be like, you know what? You know, it's I'm not good. like you're going I'm into done. peak season, right? I mean, you know dang well, you you're you're just flat out thinking about walking away, aren't you? I am. I just you know like. Thanks a lot, Tease Link. You freaking moron. I I was thinking about just like you know what. I got what I accompl- wanted to accomplish, and what did you want to accomplish? A hundred, a hundred, like, like that was like. First, the goal was twenty. Then the right, goal was fifty, 50 and, and then, then it all was like, like hundred. Okay, you know, it was like all right. But yeah, I'll keep. I'll see what I'll see what I feel like if I want to keep it going. And did you go down in the morning this morning? Yes, and I missed a few. So, so you you. I've been keep. I keep it's, going it's down. It's gonna there. be nice tomorrow, right? Oh, oh yeah, as long oh, as yeah. it's as long as it's oh, nice. Oh yeah. Keep going. I I just I feel like I just want to I haven't caught a walleye down there yet this year and I just want to catch one walleye so I can take a snap with it like talking about how much they suck. <laughs> I got a feeling Cody Magnuson may or may not be uh tagged in that post. <laughs> or Bryce. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> if if Cody and Bryce ever met each other, it would just be all right. I was going to I was about to go rated R there and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't rated X. It was rated R. <laughs> but uh, all right. Do 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 do. I think I that is that would be kind of like my good news story too. And mine is just like all the people that reached out for like yeah, tips, absolutely tips and helps for help. And then also I got to yeah. give a, I got to give a shout out to my niece Hallie. Her foot. Her flag football team won the Super Bowl the other night. So. Really? Yep. Over in Crook, South Dakota. Crook, South Dakota won the Super Bowl, huh? Yep. They went undefeated on the season, won the Super Bowl, even though they they were the Bears. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, Go Packers. <laughs> the Bears. <laughs> so. Uh, at least one Deitch is decent at sports. You know, I, 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 you know, I snapped my brother, Brand. He His senior year of basketball, they were runner-up state of Minnesota for basketball in Class A. And uh, that one still stings a little bit, and I I kind of rubbed a little salt you in did. the wound. You did. I, what did you say? I said, "Hey, ask your daughter what it feels like to actually win the championship." <laughs> you know, wow. I he never responded back. Yeah, I believe it. So. I believe it. I don't know if you guys do gift exchanges at Christmas, <laughs> but you can just plan on not getting one oh, from Brandt. Oh, his his is in his right pocket, and he'll pull it out, and it'll be a nice finger for me. So yeah. there you go. I didn't even wrap it for you. We, you know, we we should take weekly shots at Ramrod. Hey, how about my mom in my post yesterday? <laughs> what, what, oh, Brenda. What, what, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta find this one back. Do, 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 do. Everybody's like, "Congratulations! That's awesome! That's a huge accomplishment!" And old Brenda comes in. Yeah. What? Okay. Continuing. Yeah, continuing question mark. <laughs> Nothing is ever good enough for you, is it, Mom? I'm sorry I'm not as good as Brant. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I was like, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Mom. I'll tell you about continuing. One who's still freaking continuing? Who? Our buddy uh, uh, down there in Rock Valley. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Corey Brant. Corey Brant. Holy Coach Brandt moly. Down they there. are just freaking rolling teams. They are. They are going to, and they they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, they. You, you want to bet me right now? They won the state title. 
I'm not going to bet you, but you know what? They're going to be in contention for it. I know that for sure. All right. Legally. Legally, we can't bet, and I mean, we would never do anything illegal. So, all right. I think that's it. Yeah. We're gonna call. We're gonna call a close to uh, the last one of the hundred and thirties. That's right. Uh, next week we'll be back in the one hundred and forties. Bam. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Later. <laughs> <laughs>